Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. You know, Paxton almost nailed this list, the idea of it. Oh, dear God. I mean, we have have David Hellman saying he throws up the hook on it. Another another thing for tomorrow, uh, no more Texas talk. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Paxton, Sandra Green, all of you enjoy it. C. Jenkins. Yeah. Top five things Texas is. Can't deny what they did, though. Okay. So we'll see. We'll we'll get we'll build. We'll see if if I say what you think I'm going to say. Number five, they are explosive, and that is something even the the team that beat Georgia. I never really thought they were generally explosive. I mean, they had Sam Ellinger, and he could just kind of knock people around. But I never thought, like, man, these guys are just chock full of playmakers that are carving you up. Now, Bijan Robinson was explosive, and. If they could clone Bijan and just like open up the like, oh, this Bijan is aged out to the NFL, we'll take the other one. They would, but this team, again, it's a very much pick your poison thing where what are you going to try to stop and what do you feel you have the best opportunity to stop? Or what do you think that you can live with knowing that more than likely with this Texas team, if you beat them, it's going to be because you scored 42 and they scored 40. Like, that's probably going to be how you have to beat Texas because they are I can't explosive. imagine them being held. And I'm not overdoing it here, but I can't imagine unless weather becomes a factor or somebody gets 40 yard, forty minutes of time of possession that they aren't going to score just at will. Yeah, you have to force them to run the football more. And even then, like, that might still be super successful. Yeah. I mean, and Sarkeesian was just in a groove, man, the other night. Like, he was at – everybody was just kind of at their best. Um, but – you know what, I mean, they are. They are absolutely explosive. But the thing to me that really stood out was, amongst all of the, the big-time playmakers and everything, was just the the killer instinct, uh, especially with Mitchell there late, of the, the couple touchdowns that he had to just, you know, uh, to seal the deal of he had big-time catches like that at Georgia. But, I mean, he's already, like, he's got as many touchdowns as he had. I think it was um, – Last year, and he's one away from the most that he had a year ago. He's going to crush those numbers. Yeah. He's just like that. He's like that final dagger, man. Like, he can just put that, that knife in you, and, and it's over with. They just got that They just got that, that home run ability from so many places, but they've got a guy like him, and they've got that killer instinct that it's just it's, – it's hard to stop, man. They are so – Who has so won explosive. a national title? Yeah, I mean, he's it's just like – part of it, yeah. It's like you've, you've been hitting all these blows, and then you got a guy like him that you can go to late and just further well, – Sink their claws in. It's but, just, uh, yeah, it's tough to deal with. By the way, I got to go to four before you do it. Steve Moser, number four, being talked about too much. <laughs> They've earned it. Fin- they did. Yep. Finally. Yeah. For crying out loud, they finally have. Uh, number four, they are united. This is something that was definitely not the case over certain years, where you could see there were fissures in the team. And look, the five and seven year, we we talked about it when it happened a lot, was the defensive line coach, the recording we heard of, look, the transfer portal is wide open if you don't want to be here, uh, if you don't want to do this, jump in it. And I think that was something that ne- they that 
a particular group of Longhorn players probably really needed to hear because there's been a lot of time where people have come into Texas and they thought like, okay, well, we're going to be the, we're great because we're Texas and they didn't earn it. And it really was insulting, especially to a lot of those guys who did build that program up to Oh five, but it took them, it took them until, you know, probably a couple of years ago, that five or seven year to go, look, you guys haven't done anything. You've done nothing like you. The only thing you've done that's the same as the guys in 05 and the years around that is you are here going to school and playing football. Nothing else is the same. You have done nothing. Those guys worked and earned it. Uh, and so you can see this is a team with a different uh, chemistry and work ethic now. Yeah, it's like uh, going back to Ewers in the post game and trying to get him to fall into the Texas's back trap, and he was smart enough to avoid that and yeah. just say, like, oh, we, I forget exactly what he said, but he, he dodged it, and, and um, you know, I think that that's important, that they, they are aware of the fact that that's been a trap for them or that mindset of, like, well, we're Texas, and so, and this isn't that, that attitude. This is very much of, like, they know they're good. They believe they're good. Uh, they know they can be even better, and there's a lot more in store. And they know that they've got to work for it. That's the impression that I get, and that it's not going to just be handed to them. Now, can they do that and sustain that mindset for another ten weeks or ten games, I should say? And if the wins keep piling up, you know, are they going to be able to stay humble? Um, I think so. They they seem to have a good head on their shoulders, but it is very early. But certainly, yeah. this this has a different feel about yeah. it. Number three, I think Jalen Ford's tweet shows that they're trying to yeah. Yeah. make sure they don't get ahead of themselves. Number three, they are confident. This was a team last year that was that was really good at times, but you could tell that they were not totally confident because like the way that TCU now, I think TCU was at 21, seven or 24, seven last year, how that game, it was, it was like like 19 to four. It was not, it was not a blowout win, but the minute that TCU went up by two scores, you could see that Texas had no confidence to think that they were going to score two times and stop them twice. Yeah. 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 But they had no confidence in that moment to think, oh, well, we're just going to score. We'll go score twice and stop them twice. They did not have the confidence. What I saw the other night was a team that Alabama made a big play, and Texas was like, okay, good for you. We'll make three. Yeah, we'll, we're going to go make that big play on our own. So that is something that comes with maturity and experience that they do have is that they are now playing confident as opposed to a bad thing happening like, ah. You know, they don't have that, which is scary blink. for the rest of the team. They didn't yeah, blink. it was 17-10. to 10. Quentin yeah, Johnson right. had the big touchdown, and then Jade Barron had the big fumble return that yeah. made it a one-score game with a little under five minutes to play. So, yeah, 17-10. to 10. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely confident. I mean, look, it's a bunch of stars. They, they got stars all over that roster. And, uh, you know, stars typically know they're good, but are they humble with it? And I think Jalen Ford appears to be, Quinn Ewers appears to be, uh, others, you know, I'm sure are of the same vein. But, yeah, they know they're good. Um, but I think, again, that they know that that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things for as, as far as what they're trying to accomplish. So um, they, they have that swagger about them for sure. I think that was clear as day in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night. Um, but, yeah, just as, so long as they keep that in check, uh, that confidence should take them a long way. And you know what? Like, just uh, going back to, um, to like, uh, Mitchell at the end, I mean, just having the ability of, like, knowing that you've got that up your sleeve. Or if it's not him, then it's this guy. If it's not him, then it's another guy. And just know, I mean, how could you not be confident with the weapons they have on this roster? Absolutely. Number two, they are deeper. And last year, I think people thought we'd see some of that depth. Nayor got hurt. Worthy had the drops, and he had a – 
maturity, hand confidence, hand, like he had all these things kind of going on at once. Like, but they are like so now. Look, if if Xavier Worthy, you know, has a hand issue for a couple weeks, now they don't have to go. Well, who's going to make big plays for us? They've just got guys. Like yeah. they just have guys. Jordan Whittington is their. Sometimes you can think maybe they're the fifth option, depending on what they're doing, but fourth option in the passing game. They can have of the next five or six weeks, and again, you never know when there's a landmine, but they could have five or six consecutive weeks where they could have five or six consecutive or different offensive MVPs outside of yours. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's the key, but they could have five or six playmakers be the star. This week it could be it could be uh, the C.J. Baxter. Yeah, it, it could yeah be, you uh, never know. Jatavian yeah. Sanders. Yeah. It could be Jordan Whittington. Yeah, it yeah. could be Mitchell. It, I mean, yeah, it goes on and on and on. It was did yours. Nyor even play? Um, I I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I yeah. was wondering the same so thing. So imagine that. A guy he's, who's become, a, like, he's not a factor yeah, I know. right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to get time but that. That, yeah. that goes to show that like they went and got Mitchell, and they, they went and made other moves. And, you know, in this transfer portal era, they've they've worked it as well as anybody, I think. Um and they have a lot of depth, to your point, Paul. I think you look at the D-line and just the way – not even the, the portal, but the way they've just recruited in general. Um, you know, there's not a ton of attrition that kind of wipes out those high-ranking classes. Like, they've been able to keep them and develop them. And, yeah, they're super deep on the D-line, um, super deep in a lot of other places. Well, look, the new thing is going to be not just how many stars you can get because you know you're going to lose some. Yeah. But how do you replace those guys with guys who are already developed and how you use the portal? You don't just yeah. go and buy – like – you don't just say, we need a this. You go and find right. the, the one that's, well, that's, that's there, and that's, that they've done that too. That's why I think this is a very interesting year for them because we don't know what decisions are going to be like at the end of the year, but they could lose a heck of a lot of talent next year. I mean, they could lose Quinn Ewers. They could lose Jatavian Sanders. They could lose Mitchell. They could lose uh, uh, Donnie Mitchell. They could lose Xavier Worthy. I mean, it goes on well, and on and on. they got a lot of juniors it, that are – if they get to where they're going to go, they're probably they want to go. They they're could, probably yeah. going to. But and yours will also stack it up. Stack it up a depth chart. Oh, and they're you know yeah. And number one, Texas is better. No, you. I, I will. I will better. throw you off they're the set. Be, they're better. They are definitely a lot better. This is something we have not seen in a while. This is not kind of one of those smoke and mirrors where they. You know, the Texas is back here. That was because they beat Notre Dame. Well, Joe Tessitore didn't realize at the moment that neither of those teams were really that good. And that was a pillow fight that, you know, wasn't really all that impressive. This and Texas is not saying they're back because, again, look, if, if Alabama continues to have quarterback problems, even though it's still Alabama, this win may not have as much weight as it does of going and beating a Kansas State team that you know is going to play you physical and tough, beating Oklahoma in a rivalry game that now will have even more eyes on it because you're actually really good this year and people have expectations for you. So those are the things that will make you back when you go through all of those and win all those things. But right now they're definitely better. Yeah, they're, they're moving in that direction. They're not quite there, though, yet. It's too early in the season to say that definitively. But, man, it's just going to be amazing talking about them today when they lose to Kansas in like three weeks in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be incredible. Well, they uh, I know they're a lightning rod for a lot of reasons, sometimes of how they think of themselves, proud and all that, and sometimes arrogant and cocky. But you know what? On Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, they earned the right today to be a, a major part of what we do. This has been a Rogue Media Network 